Welcome, everybody, to Dynamite Download, your home for all positive coverage on all elite wrestling. Got your host, Crayfish, here with my co-host, SPD. And, man, this week's show was jam-packed. SPD, in preparation for Dynamite Download, we were looking at over. There are 11 different segments that we're going to be chatting about with you guys and girls tonight. And and when you look at that card, my goodness, they are certainly jam-packing everything in right before beach break. There's so much going on, SPD. Um, what a card that we had in store for the fans tonight. And really, there were several matches on this show that felt like could have been the main event of this, of this card. Um, you threw it up there first. Uh, let's go through the match results with the team. Um, guys and girls... I was expecting Eddie versus Lance Archer to be the main event of this show. That one was a hard-hitting, powerful match. And my goodness, I can't wait to talk about what a brutal chop fest that Eddie put on in that match. He actually came out on top against the Murder Hawk monster. Um, those of you who might not have seen the feed, there were some issues going on. You know that our team here will catch you up on everything that you had in store there. SPD, yeah. uh, we had a great interview with Griff Garrison. And he promised to get, he was going to put his fists on MJF. Yeah. And he did right away. He, he delivered on his promise for sure. And uh, it was nice to see those two guys get a start and kind of piggyback off the trash talking that they were doing online, you know, calling them Goldilocks and all that, which we'll get into more depth (laughs) later. But uh, Chris Jericho and MJF, the new tag team of the inner circle comes out on top with an impressive varsity blondes. And um, you were, like you said, we were going back and forth, text back and forth of what could have been the main event, what should have started the this card. And, uh, we, we only predicted the main event, just the Young Bucks, but it was a stacked card that was impressive. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of impressive blondes, we got to see <laughs> Ryan Nemeth, the Hollywood hunk, go one-on-one with Adam Hangman, uh, Hangman Adam Page. And uh, we got to see a lot of stuff happen after that match that I think uh, the internet is going to be buzzing about. Big Money Matt showed up. <laughs> Uh, That's for sure. Certainly something interesting on that one. And I know you are geeking out about this one. Jungle Boy defeating Dax Harwood. And that was uh, quite the impressive, quite the impressive showing for both of those. And um, yeah, and and we we rounded out with Britt Baker coming out on top and we got to see, you know, our resident um, Thunder Rosa, who we're huge fans for. Oh, yeah. And so... um, Britt Baker comes out on top against Shauna. And then the main event. Ooh, the main event was was stacked. You got to see two different companies, tag team champions on the same team. So you got you got uh the Young Bucks and the Good Brothers going against the Dark Order. And we haven't had a chance to see the Dark Order in tag uh action. You know, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. This was the first time we've seen him on Dynamite in a long time. So it was really great seeing uh both tag teams from the Dark Order get a chance to shine tonight. Unfortunately, they did not uh, find a way to beat those champs. But 
obviously the young bucks and the good brothers are at the top of the mountain for a reason. Um, so speaking of being at the top of the mountain, um, when it comes to the AEW landscape, there are few who are as intimidating as Lance Archer. This guy continues week in week out to showcase why he is clearly one of the most <laughs> feared men in all of professional wrestling. SPD, is he ever? My gosh, I know that you are such a fan. I mean, we've talked about it at length about Eddie Kingston's chops. Um, there was a, I mean, for the majority of the match, Lance's chest was as red as his hair. I mean, it was beat red, brother. I mean, he he took some of those chops and Kingston was laying into him. JR and the announce team was really talking about how from the minute this match started, Kingston's approach was really that he had to go in thinking about how am I going to chop this big man down? And he literally was trying to chop Lance Archer down. It was brutal, man. I mean, he's a big redwood tree, man. That's the only way you're going to get him off his game. I mean, this was by far the most physical match in the entire show. And as we expected it, it was, I mean, it delivered on every aspect. It was extremely hard hitting, extremely fun to watch and you know we love lance archer and we love eddie kingston but lance time and time again has just proven why he needs to be at the top of the food chain with some of the moves i mean just the top rope walk that he does is absolutely in the backflip that was absolutely insane oh i love (laughs) that move it is so great and for a guy his size to be able to do that kind of stuff it's so impressive and it's not something you see all the time and it just look at this visual. It's just that's a so great, great visual. Good cat, good capture there. I mean, it's one thing to see a guy who can pop, like choke slam somebody and, and deliver some of the. I mean, I love the momentum that Lance builds in those corner charges that he, he just comes oh. running in like a freight train. Knock I love the breath that. Out of you. I love that. But like you mentioned, SPD, there are very few big men who can scale the top rope like that and do a backflip uh his athleticism was on display tonight i I, we gotta give lance his props even though he came up in the end he he ended up getting outsmarted by but it it showed uh maybe the advantages that kingston had i mean obviously kingston has built a a family and people he can lance is always like taking pride in the fact that he's a lone wolf and it, it unfortunately came back to bite him tonight it did, but I still think he he impressed everyone by far. I mean, yes, Eddie Kingston had a cheat to win and had to have, you know, help with Butcher, Blade, and Bunny and, and the whole shebang. And, you know, we, we t- talked about this time and time again, how we could cycle through Lance, Eddie, Butcher, Blade, Pac, Ray, and uh, Penta any two combination, any three combination, any four, five, any, all of them are going to put on, you know, five-star matches, fun, hard-hitting matches to watch. And they're leading the charge for the next wave of um, AEW stars for sure. And where it goes from here, I mean, this is far from over. I mean, we saw in line with with Lance with that black guy that he got from Eddie from that uh, weapon that he used to help you know yeah but the, the bunny the bunny kind of slid those those taped up brass knucks to eddie and then yeah. eddie delivers that spinning that spinning back fist pretty brutally normally but you throw right. in a, some brass knuckles there's no wonder why the murder hawk came away with a legit shiner after this right. match i mean that was legit um and they had some back and forth on social after this one eddie kind of was talking about how he came on top he won and uh lance just kind of wanted to let him know 
eh, did you really? Because this ain't over yet, brother. This is <laughs> as far from over. I have a feeling that this is going to continue on, especially after what we saw at the end there. Um, let's talk about whether or not this gets an elite or delete out of you and, and why. Um, and then we'll, we'll kind of get into the, the end of the match and sort of what that leads into going forward. Yeah, this is definitely an elite. I mean, I don't think they could have done anything where it would, it would have been a delete for me. And the if I was Eddie Kingston or Butcher and Blade or anybody in Lance Archer's path, I'd be running for the hills. You know, like I, I messaged him. I said, you can they can run, but they can't hide. You know, he's coming for you and everybody will die. So, I mean, it is it is a, a scary time to be in anyone's sights of Lance Archer. That's for sure. Yeah, because no doubt you even you're putting you're poking the bear even more and i don't i wouldn't want any part of it the way he's he's been performing in the ring so hands down elite for me no doubt um you know anytime that a match ends in shenanigans um it's gonna and it's gonna be controversial right i mean i know that some fans are gonna be a little disappointed that we didn't get a clean finish um or that lance was distracted for as long as he was but you got to think too i mean Jake is, you mentioned it last week. Jake was looking at Jake's, Jake's older now. And you can see for the first time, you can start to see, you know, Jake's body. Um, he's immortal. You know, he's, a, yeah. he's a, he's a man. And you can see, you know, he's for him to get beat up and, and manhandled by Butch and Blade who are in the peak of their, their physical careers right yeah, now. That's for sure. You, you, you can understand why Lance, even though he has this warpath mentality, you can understand why he was distracted. This is a, a mentor who's been by his side since day one of debuting in AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that even though JR mentioned, you know, it might've been, might've actually turned out to hurt Lance sending Jake to the back. His, his mindset was there. He knew this was going to be a violent match. He knew this was going to be a, like a, just a, beat up beat him up brawl and he wanted to keep jake safe right and so i think that um this whole lone wolf mentality of lance archer when we talk about that in the grand scheme of things even eddie talked about how jake is a snake and don't be surprised if he ends up biting you in the end and i think that they're starting to try to plant seeds of division between jake and lance um, you know, Kingston's always trying to think of how he can get the one up on his comp, uh, his competition. Right. Um, if he can, if he can plant seeds of doubt or plant that sort of question in Lance's mind, if he needs Jake or if Jake is a, if Jake's a distraction or if Jake holds him back, it right. certainly would add another layer of complexity to the story. I mean, as if we need more to this know, story. Right? There's so much going on. It's such a great storyline. There's so many, so much animosity um, going on in this one. I, I'm really fascinated I, I, to see where it goes. And I'm certainly happy. I mean, I'm happy that it didn't have a, a, a clean finish because I want to see more. I want right. to see this, this continue to play out. I think they did a nice job of protecting both guys. They both came out looking like a million bucks at the end of this. Um, definitely a lead out of me, man. No doubt. And and, and so out of that, SPD, um, when we talk about some of the some of the, the layers and complexity of storylines, even John Moxley uh, in his promo was talking about, man, <laughs> very interesting. Like, first, po- first Pac in the Death Triangle hate me uh, because they're well, or, sorry, first lucha and penta hate me or lucha uh, oh, phoenix and penta hate me because uh i they were paired up with kingston's family yep. and now 
uh, and now they're my teammates. And like, I mean, he was even meant talking at length about how the complexities and the layers of the relationships going on in AEW, how it kind of creates a convoluted mess sometimes. And Mox is just kind of sitting here uh, watching all this play out. He just wants to hurt somebody. You know what I mean? I know. And I mean, he did a good job of kind of, you know, explaining everything the best you could in a short amount of time. And it does make sense. Cause it's like, you know, one time, one minute we're enemies, one minute we're fighting on the same side and have common enemies and common goals. So it was a short and powerful segment. We saw a couple of those short and powerful ones uh, tonight on dynamite as this didn't need any more hype. I mean, he really did give us that extra hype for that, for that six man tag and how he loves the gang warfare. And I loved at the end, how he just said, don't blink, you know? And so it was, it was a powerful promo. I liked what he had to say. And then we got a you know nice little surprise of Mox at the end of the show too, to really yeah. further that. Mox is always great on the mic. And we, we all love what he can do as far as building up um, big match feel, right? He's yeah. one of the, he's one of the best in the business when it comes to reeling in the audience. I think one of the, one of the cool things about this though, is that it showed, you know, obviously Mox is always wired so tight. Um, <laughs> it, it kind of showed a little bit looser side of Mox. I mean, he got, right. he joked, he joked around a little bit about uh, his sex life with Renee. <laughs> um, he joked, you know, he taught, he, he admitted the craziness of the, the storyline he's finding himself in where right. he's, he's now all of a sudden he's supposed to be teaming with guys that hated him. Um, I think we got to see a little lighter side of Mox, which was nice considering um, there's so much of the violence that we've seen out of Mox over the course of his career. Um, I, I, I liked it. I thought it worked out well. And, and certainly it only set the tone for what we saw later in the night. So it, it was Absolutely. well done by Mox as always a total professional. Um, and that segued into another pr- promo from another total professional, a guy yes. who's been, who's got a lot of experience cutting promos over the years, Sting. And Darby Allen cut a backstage promo. Yeah, man, they looked really good next to each other. I really liked the way this promo was put together. And um, I think it was one of Sting's better ones so far since he's been in AEW. For sure. And it was a great way to add more hype to this in the well. I loved how they were in the streets. This background was so cool with the glass. And and how Darby's like, I don't, it doesn't matter if you play clean or dirty. It's all about survival. And we know Darby's going to play dirty and he's going to survive and do some crazy stuff. And then Sting as well, you know, he's got that baseball bat, his signature baseball bat. Um, And so they really set the tone for the hoodlums versus Team Taz. Yeah. And, you know, we're all rooting for the hoodlums, but Team Taz is a mean crew that, you know, not many people want to get get past, which we saw later in the show. So this was a great promo. Once again, another short, sweet and powerful one um, that was um, well done. Yeah, I feel like um, one of the things that we were most intrigued by uh, with the announcement of the street fight um, was sort of the cinematography and and the creativity that we thought was going to come into this. Right. We we knew that Darby um, in particular has shown a real knack for, for going off the beaten path with his promo work um, yeah. with, you know, he, he's willing to test the boundaries of what wrestling fans are used to. He's not going into the middle of the ring and cutting a simple promo. That's not his cup of tea. Usually he, he's got right. this artistic side to him. And this was a really great way of, uh, I think making, building that aura, building that mystique for the street fight setting the, the stage and the tone for, for what we're going to get our hands on. I mean, Darby and Sting embraced being called hoodlums by the end of this promo. First off, <laughs> did they first, ever Sting, Sting at first was kind of like showing that he was insulted. Um, 
at the beginning of the promo and by the end he realized you know your your criticism of me is is quite fitting i can't wait to show you what kind of hoodlum i am you know? <laughs> basically right. i mean and, and show and breaking all the glass windows with <clears throat> his baseball bat um i i can't wait i think that this one's going to be really well done i have a lot of confidence that AEW is going to put all these performers in the best uh best scenario to look good and i'm really excited about what where this is going to go and i, mean, I, I have I, I have confidence yeah it involves darby's cinematography skill it's going to be a home run for sure yeah yeah no doubt about it um well let's get into what what you and i were excited about as far <laughs> as a home run i mean there was no doubt the dynamite download team were we were geeked we were jazzed about seeing mjf and jericho going against the varsity blondes <laughs> we had a chance to talk to griff garrison um and we really were uh take i mean to me i was impressed by the work ethic that this kid has um he talked at length about his training regimen and and all that he's been willing to put in to try to really build and, and craft his skill set i mean and we yeah. saw it on display spd we saw that burst and that athleticism i mean this kid was jumping through the ceiling um, on that sp- on that stinger splash. His his double <laughs> his double spear on Jericho oh and MJF. I mean, we talked to him about how you know he he has gotten a lot of edge comparisons, um, yeah. and some of it obviously is because of his look. But that that spear did Edge proud tonight. I I think that you know obviously MJF and Jericho came out on top. Um, you know and and. They have to, you know, that we have to give them their, you know, give the devil their due. MJF and Jericho continue to deliver. Um, but I came away very, I thought that Griff Garrison and the Varsity Blondes, Brian Pillman Jr., they both looked, I mean, he was like a, a house on fire during this match. Oh, yeah, he was. Um, I mean, you, right there, you see, I mean, he was pushing, both those kids were pushing the pace. Um, this one was one of those tag matches that really, established from an early going you know obviously they have history with each other but i think beyond just that history it established what the varsity blondes can do moving forward as far mm-hmm. as their their athleticism their like the, the crowd response that they get it's easy for the fans to get behind these kids it really is and you know we could see that early on in their in their you know creation and now they got the matching gear which i love the matching gear Good and the matching trunks um and they really set the pace you know they they started off strong i liked how mjf and griff garrison really started things off and he cut the promo to kind of bring it all full circle and we talked about it on our show and sure enough you know griff garrison gave him the hands mjf got the hands right off the bat and so um he looked very strong at first you know and pillman and jericho they they shared the ring again a little bit together early a few weeks ago when it was the inner circle versus best friends and friends and they looked awesome with chemistry it was fun to watch them and i was hoping they'd get a one-on-one match down the line but this tag match definitely had some great chemistry moments um all four guys looked strong you know all four guys had some high points um and like you said the the double splash in the corner by griff and then double spear was some really impressive stuff and of course we have um an excellent top rope judas effect on pillman and then a clean smooth as butter lion salt from the goat himself chris jericho so i was that uh, smile that he gave <laughs> that smile after hitting that perfect lion salt and finishing the match and oh just, i got a photo of that for and you just yeah. staring dead into the camera and smiling at all the neg- negative people all oh, the i critics, loved it 
Oh man, that was a per- just pretty perfect. much saying "f you" to haters gonna hate. Look at me man. now. Look at me now. Look at that smile. <laughs> <laughs> that's a classic. That's gonna be a meme for us for a long, long time. I, I really love that. I love that Jericho again. He always has that ability, and I think that's why he's such a natural fit with MJF. They always have that ability to find unique, creative, funny ways to rub it in a little bit. They just, they, they both seem to, to really find joy in, uh, in, in humiliating or proving people wrong. For um, sure. And, and I felt like this was a great example. Jericho hitting that lion salt was a phenomenal way to end it. And honestly, you know, we've, we've spent most of this review talking about everybody, but MJF. Um, but I, I want to say like, when we do get to see MJF in the ring, the guy, he, this is the thing. I love, I love MJF and I compare him to Britt Baker a lot, usually because I have to be an advocate for Britt Baker. Usually it's because I, I'm, I'm trying to show, to explain to other people that Britt right. is more than just talk. And MJF is a perfect example of that. Yeah, he's, he's phenomenal on the mic. We all know that, every, I mean, he's such a natural. He's so smooth. He lives and breathes Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Um, he is that. And, and at some points, it feels like because his character is so larger than life, his in-ring work almost gets overshadowed sometimes. And tonight was an example. You know, I, I can't wait to talk about this Dax versus uh, Jungle Boy match. But in a lot of ways, MJF wrestles to me very similar to, to Dax in that like there's a lot of brawling. There's a lot of that that kind of posturing. He talks a lot of trash. Um, always a very smart wrestler, always mm-hmm. playing and manipulating the rules, manipulating the fans, always very cognizant of the fact that this is, at the end of the day, this is a show that is meant to pull the fans in and get us on that emotional roller coaster. And I think that MJF does that as well as anybody in the business right now. Who, I mean, honestly, who's better than him that overall with who can walk the walk, talk the talk 24 seven. I mean, we, we got a a great endorsement today from him too, you know, calling dynamite download the drizzling shits. So we'll take that as like you said, getting that from MJF is a a five-star review for sure. No doubt. We'll take that any day. And, you know, I agree, man. I, I want to see more. I hope this tag team of the inner circle gets more action just so we can see MJF more in the ring. You know, he's yeah. featured a lot on the mic, which he just is a show stealer with the stuff he can say. Um, but when, when he does get in the ring, he really does um, wow us. And he's got some great technical skills. He's got some great pacing, some yes. great tactics and some great body language and things like that. So overall, I mean, kids got it all. Um you know, we'll take his endorsement. And you know, what's growing on me, when I first heard it, I wasn't wild about it. But now the second time around, the mixed MJF Judas theme song is growing on me. And you could see Jericho just smiling and just to the singing along. I mean, that probably never gets old. And so that is growing on me. That match for sure is an elite from me. You know, um, it was just the pacing and the talent in the ring. Um, it's hard to beat, man. That was a, that was a great match. Yeah. We're going to keep this up the elite for sure. I mean, again, I want to, I want to emphasize, we are so excited about the potential that a Griff Garrison and, and Brian Pillman have as a tag team. We talked right. about, we talked to Griff about 
the future of this this team and he recognizes a year is a they just got started right as they continue to build chemistry and as they continue to have matches with teams like this um you're gonna see them grow get more polished and, and but that said man so much love of griff is because of how young and how high his ceiling is sometimes we forget how young mjf is and i, I just want to emphasize that mjf himself hasn't even hit 25 years old guys um this this guy has such a high ceiling Jeez. He, it, it's it, it we don't talk about it because he comes off as so polished he seems like he's an industry veteran and it, <laughs> right. it's such a great pairing with jericho I, i'm excited to see where it goes obviously um i think that having Jericho involved in a tag team with MJF is great because one, it get, gives us an opportunity to see Jericho every week, every, every week in the ring, which is great. But it also, it also kind of allows him to have those moments where he can allow MJF to get the character work, allow MJF to get the rub, allow MJF to get a little more ring time. Like you talked about. Yeah. Um, and, and I think AEW is being smart um, with, with MJF. You can't, you don't want to just overexpose him and throw him into a singles run right now per se, because we saw him lose to Moxley last year. Mm -hmm. We were campaigning that he really was ready to take that belt. We were, we don't, I don't want to see him get into a scenario where he gets another title shot and comes up short. MJF works so well because of his ego, because of, because of the, because of his boy, his sort of over the top, um, overinflated sense of self and that has to be based in reality somewhat right. and, and so i think they're doing a really nice job of protecting mjf protecting future feuds with mjf right you don't want to like aw has a loaded roster but you you want to have people salivating at potential matchups down the road and they really have us excited for what's to come the inner circle when that team breaks up which i don't want that to happen anytime soon no me either. but when it happens We've talked about it. MJF was crapping. Well, MJF was crapping all over Wardlow tonight. We'll talk about it in the Sammy and Wardlow pro, or the Sammy and MJF yeah. promo later in the night. But this is a great example of of storytelling and I think long term booking. They've right. done a nice job for both sides of this of this match. For sure, and we can't wait to see what happens next. I mean, we don't know what's on the when store. There's nothing announced for the inner circle just yet at uh, Beach Break, but um, I know they'll be making an appearance. That's for sure. And you know who's no making a huge appearance is Pac, and he cut a great another one of his promos where he's in that like creepy loft. You know, I loved how that was kind of like his re debut where he was doing these you know bizarre like schizo promos he's clowning back or he's he's going back and forth and yeah he cut some great promos on the mic too you know he's so under under appreciated and underrated on the mic work that he can do um and how he was calling don Callis a clown and um so it, it was a quick powerful segment and it's nice that AEW can squeeze in these short promos that are so uh helpful and so you know powerful i keep saying powerful because it is that's the only word i have for that i mean for for me spd jumping in there it's like you've talked about this at length their roster is so loaded it's really important that they do little things like this to keep people fresh 
to keep people at the top of your, uh, you know, tip of your tongue, you know, on your mind. You're not forgetting about Pac. You you recognize he's still very much a part of the main event scene. Yeah. Um. He's he's still very much an impact player in this company. And just a small segment like that, it instantaneously gives him a little bit of, of time on the show without you know having to play a role in other 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 aspects of the show but it keeps him on top of your mind and right. that AEW needs to continue to do things like that because their roster is so stacked. There's only so much time, um, you know, that you can dedicate and it's important that you give certain, you know, certain feuds and certain superstars, this kind of opportunity. Anytime that Pac has those kind of moments too, you know, as a diehard Pac fan, I mean, he truly is my favorite wrestler in the world. Um, <laughs> I'll say it over and over again. I think that like, uh, it's recognized that he's incredible. He's, he's got the opposite of and the, the MJF and, and Britt Baker problem where Pac is clearly recognized as one of the great performers in the ring. His, his, what he can do between his athleticism, his strength, his burst, nobody is really doubting what he can do in the ring, mm-hmm. but he doesn't get a lot of credit for his character work. And this is an example where his this dude lives and breathes intensity. You, yeah. you said you kept saying powerful. This dude is he's got this seething power inside of this anger. <laughs> uh, I've I've seen him compare compared to a, like the honey badger, and it's very much like he's just like this small angry son of a bitch who just wants <laughs> to get his hands on you. You know, right. um, I can't wait for this main event. I mean, that that is a star power main event. Is it ever? Break. Oh my gosh, man. And, and speaking of star star power, right? I mean, yeah. there really is. I know that this is going to make Britt Baker upset. There really is no bigger star in AEW than Cody. Uh, if you don't believe me, check the action figure sales, my friends. Um, <laughs> Cody is the man. Oh. He's, he sets the bar high. Um, every single time we see him, uh, whether it's in the ring or on the mic, I think the standard for Cody has been has become so high um, that there are times in which we are left wondering, man, like how does, how does it continue to hit that bar? Did right. this one, did this segment live up to those expectations for USPD? Where are you thinking? What are you thinking about this? The way this is going? Well, I was thinking it as a two-parter. I mean, watching the AEW awards ahead of time or before the show, you saw Shaq take off this, his uh, glasses and, and, challenge cody essentially to a shack attack uh anytime in march so that's setting up uh hint 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 to cody versus shack or maybe a mixed tag type of match and you know a cody response segment turn into a Arn anderson red velvet promo you know which mm-hmm. i didn't expect mm-hmm. and so you know red velvet came out and and Arn did an outstanding job really you know, promoting her and putting her over and um, seeing her on dark last night. She's got some great, great intensity. Um, It's going to be a humongous uphill battle for someone uh, like her versus Jay, just about the pure size difference. If they go one-on-one if it's a a mixed tag match or two separate one-on-ones, those, it'll be interesting how they decide to book it, but she did. I loved how Arn Anderson, you know, how, how she has the fire and then she came out. So it's really helped helping establish, red velvet as a force to be reckoned with um because i know early on she wasn't really getting booked that good she wasn't you know on a, a winless quite a, lose, quite a losing yeah, streak yes. quite a losing streak and now that the the new year she's um really turned the tide and it feels like she's more comfortable in the ring she's got some nice athleticism and um 
and how she said what she said i'm gonna stir your bitch ass up so <laughs> she's always in the kitchen baby that's um, right no i, I were, i'm gonna say um dynamite download is partially responsible for for red velvet's push here because after we had our interview with thunder rosa where thunder rosa specifically said that red velvet is somebody that keep your eye out on for and ever since that she's her star power has been going through the roof so hey um let me dream. Maybe it had something to do with us. But that said, I will. I'm gonna say um, honestly, when you get praise like that from somebody, like an industry veteran, somebody who we have so much respect for, like like Thunder, mm-hmm. um, even through a losing streak, we as fans are are intrigued by what does somebody like that see in her, right? So right. it made me want to look. It made me watch her matches with a different lens and start to see. All right wins or losses aside, what does this, what does this woman bring to the table? And, and that's one of the things I watched. I'm a big Maddie Rinkowski fan. I, I watched AW dark and that match was quite short, but right. it was, de- it was definitive that that red velvet came out on top. And I think that red velvet is showing she's strong. She's, she's technically very sound in a lot of ways. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to carelessly throw this out there, but she kind of reminds me a little bit of like a Serena Deeb type where, you know, um, very, very sound overall technical approach. Mm-hmm. Can, I feel like she can have a match with a variety of different body types. I'm intrigued to see this David versus Goliath battle that's going to end up happening where I think it's going to end up being a mixed tag. Um, and if you put Cody in red velvet, even though Cody's put on 19 pounds of muscle in three weeks, um, <laughs> he's still so small compared to Shaq. Um, You're going to have Shaq and Jade against Cody and and Red Velvet. And that visual is going to be one of those that a casual fan is going to be like, holy smokes. They're going to tower over. Yeah. Shaq and Jade are going to tower over Cody and and Red Velvet. And I think that that's going to be a very – it's going to work out really well. It's going to, obviously this is going to be a nice rub for red velvet in the long term as a baby face. I think that yeah. her, her standing up for Brandy, her pushing back, not letting Jade continue to be at the bully of the women's division. Um, there's something organic happening here. And when you get paired with Cody, you know, you're, you're going to, your, your upside is, is unlimited. So I'm, I'm a fan. True. I'm intrigued. I know that this one's a controversial um, storyline, uh, I think that right now, I think they're playing, AEW is doing a nice job of not shoving it down our throats, not force feeding this to us every single week and, and, mm-hmm. and making it feel like this is the biggest, by, I don't know about USPD, but this isn't even in the, like the top three feuds going on right now. No, it's and really, it works though. It works. Like, I mean, and that's a compliment, right? I mean, yeah. to me, it's a compliment to say that Cody at the star that he is, can step back a little bit and allow his his platform to help elevate someone like Red Velvet. We've talked a lot about the women's division needing to establish more credible stars mm-hmm. and specifically baby faces, yeah. specifically good guys. I mean, obviously we know Britt Baker is a definitive and, and then you have Abaddon, you have, you have some real stars as far as the heels in that group go. Uh, Nyla Rose and things like that. You're right. It's nice to to see them trying to invest in some baby faces in the women's division. I think that Red Velvet's going to get a nice rub out of this. 
That's right. And we saw, speaking of another fresh face in the ring, we saw Hangman Adam Page uh, take on Ryan Nemeth, the Hollywood hunk. You know, it's the cowboy versus the Hollywood hunk in this one. And Hangman finally getting another, you know, singles match and where he was really shining. I mean, this guy can work with a team. He can work solo. He can carry a match. He can carry a team. I mean, this guy's got it all. You know, his in-ring, his in-ring work was... um, very great tonight, as always, as expected. You know, he had a very nice spine buster and that buckshot lariat finisher still, man. Every time I see it, I love it. It is very it's skillful. It's a it's sweet that, finish. Yeah, it is a, finish, a great finish. And, you know, I was impressed. You know, it was a good uh, pairing. Uh, I wish it would have gone maybe a little bit longer of the match. Mm. But um, it was nice to see Ryan Nemeth. Obviously, you know, he's the brother of Dolph Ziggler from WWE. We could definitely see – I could definitely see at least – uh, a lot of Dolph isms, of course. Um, you know, similar trunks, similar ways he sells. Um, That's a huge you know. compliment, though. Yeah, I mean, Dolph, Dolph Ziggler is one of the biggest best sellers in the in, in the, the history biz. of the business. Honest to God, as a as a diehard fan, I mean that dude can sell his off. <laughs> so I, I'm yeah. ex- I, I think that I mean right there is a great example too. I mean the the commitment to selling. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that the guy is clearly his athleticism is is was on display tonight it was and you know um hangman looked strong and then the whole the whole match and whole segment was interesting you know at as just soon as the match started you get big money matt come out and you're wondering what this is all about is he is he going for the newest hottest thing hangman and yes sure enough after the match we heard him talk all about it um before we get into the post-match stuff i will i will still give this match an elite okay. uh, because hangman to me is an outstanding in-ring performer and he, uh, a guy who's making his AEW debut, um, looked very comfortable in the ring. I know he's not a pure rookie, but he looked comfortable in the ring with a veteran like Hangman. And I was entertained the whole time. And there was no commercial break. And uh, for me, it's an elite. You know, honestly, when I look at the big picture of this show, um, we, we tend to be very positive here at Dynamite Download. That's right. what we try to pride ourselves on. But this this match felt to me like it was it was probably the weakest of the, of the night. And that's not – I mean, if this is your weakest match on a card, yeah. you're, doing, you're doing really well. This is not a slam on that match uh, in that way. But this is going to get a delete from me. Um, okay. the, the main reason why, honestly, you know, I liked some of the road to – stuff that I saw out of Ryan Nemeth. I yeah, liked how I, I liked how he made it known that he was kind of a cast off from, from WWE and that like, um, you know, he, he's tired of being in his brother's shadow. Um, I, I liked that. I thought that, that was well played and well yeah. done. Um, but I will say that um, there were moments when, and like you mentioned, it just, it didn't, it felt like this was kind of cut short a little bit at some points. And I just didn't see um, anything that jumped out as like, wow, this, this match really stood out to me in any way. Like, hangman is always a bankable commodity. If you're a hangman fan, um, you're going to love this match. He he's delivered all his greatest hits. Um, but I, I felt like this was kind of one of those matches that was a, a placeholder and, and really it was, it was more meant to serve the post-match than anything right. else. That's for sure. And it's one that I did not expect. And, you know, we've 
are in unanimous agreement. This big money, Matt Hardy, that we're seeing is some of the best work that he's been doing in a long, long time, um, both on AEW and impact when he does show up. And so I absolutely love this. Um, I, I don't know if it's going to go down that rabbit hole again, where, you know, it's just this constant recruit, but it really just is messing with uh, hangman's head. You know, clearly he's a, a anxious millennial cowboy and just very <laughs> torn between a lot of things. And Matt, pointed out he's changing next to catering he's changing in the hallway he doesn't have a locker room you know he's he's this this loner you know yeah. so that's kind of the appeal that the dark order had for this and now matt hardy is seeing it and even calling it out even more so um i don't know hangman it seems more comfortable and focused in the ring but when he you know post-match and not in the ring he's this um I think feel like depressed or just lost soul, you know, lost lamb looking for a home. Yeah. And, and, and if you were going to have me judge the post-match stuff, it would get an elite. Yeah. I, I was trying to keep my, my focus only on that. And, and, and it's just like, when I look at what they're trying to do here, yeah. you were, you, were, you mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, how you felt like maybe big, we saw it on BTE. Matt was getting some text messages. He might be recruiting other, other people to, to yeah. his services. Um, I certainly find that that is intriguing. Um, and for Hangman, it's like, it's almost like you're getting pulled in two, two different directions. And I think most people can relate to this. There's that emotional part of you that wants to hang out with your friends or, or be like, do what feels good. Right. Like the, the dark order clearly are a bunch of positive guys who are, who are funny and try and really care about trying to like lift up hangman and make, and realize like that John Silver, his, his recruitment of hangman when he was just gushing about how much he loves the right. guy. Um, so there's that, there's that, that side versus business and, and Matt big money. Matt is going to be, I think playing to that business side of hangman, like dude, there's big money there. That's There's, for sure. I know there, that. We, you're a big star. We can make you a world champion. Let's make that money together. Um, I, I think that there's going to, that, that sort of torn uh, pulling hangman in a bunch of different directions is, is going to be intriguing television, like days of our lives, total soap <laughs> opera type of stuff. It'll just make some, some more great storylines in BTE. I know um, you had to be geeking out about this one, you know, half of the FTR Dax Harwood wearing your FTR shirt there oh, baby. versus jungle boy. And they added this extra stipulation, which was very interesting. It really worked well um, for Luchasaurus to be handcuffed to uh, the rest of FTR and Tully, Blan Tully Blanchard. And I love this match. I mean, this was a, we expected great things out of this and it delivered. And then some, you know, oh, gosh. it was definitely a, show stealing match and performance for both these guys you know we've seen jungle boy as single action singles action in the past and he's wowed us and he's done mm -hmm. very well uh and dax this is his first time seeing a singles match in AEW, and he wowed us and so it was a ground and pound type of match it was high energy um you know there was a bunch of chop battles which we always love a good chop there's oh. a story in and out of the ring and after yep. the match um you know it was just it was a great match overall, you know, jungle boy showed some great strength, some great um, maneuvers he was doing. And I love the, the power bomb off the ropes that Dax does into the pin. That's a, that's a fun move. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, overall this match was 
everything you wanted and then some. I mean, you got to be geeking out and just oh, like, brother, the mouth for this one. It, I, it I can great. be I, I can be gushing about this match. You know, this was a pre-tape show, and there was a lot of rumors on. So, I mean, on Twitter, I'm always checking out. There was a lot of people talking about how the AEW team, the locker room, was really they were really geeked about this match and they felt like this was one of those matches that were going to blow some people's minds. And it, it was even with that, like kind of, okay, my expectations are high. I'm already naturally a huge fan of Dax and cash. Um, <laughs> right. And then you get that you're like, Oh man. And then our interactions with Dax on social, you know, he's talked a lot about seeing potential on jungle boy and we've even we've even talked about, you know, Griff Griff Garrison in his interview with us talked about what a leader Dax is in the locker room and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it was obvious to me that Dax sort of had this personal investment in making sure that not only this was an, a, an awesome match, but that Jungle Boy um, ended up looking uh, the way like he wanted. I think he wanted to showcase jungle boys skills in this one right. and, and more than anything when you see the way these two went at each other oh it was great. such a, it was such a blend of of styles um you could tell dax like his leadership and his planning and his smarts i've always loved this about ftr man those guys are true like scholars of wrestling like they're historians of wrestling and jr said it to best on commentary jr has been a commentator for over 30 years in wrestling and he was dating back actually dating back to the 70s he was he was jr was wow. saying jr was saying in any era that i've i've seen dax would be over dax would be a star in any era that i've called and i think that that is the ultimate compliment to to a guy yeah. like Dax, I know that he is going to wear that with a badge of honor because, you know, he is kind of got. He's always prided himself on being old school. Mm-hmm. FTR has they've always talked about no flips, just fists. They are they they love and they pride themselves on understanding wrestling. Yes, right. we we love ourselves the Ray Phoenixes of the world and you know the Kenny Omegas of the world. All these guys who can do these incredible athletic feats but at the end of the day you don't have to do those things in order to get us invested as fans true i'm telling i'm telling you brother like i could watch dax bully jungle boy into a a side headlock and geek out i I, there were moments when i know that cash and and tully were handcuffed to lucha saurus today I was literally saying, handcuff me to my couch and let me just watch this on repeat, <laughs> man. Like, this match was incredibly well done. The psychology of the match, that was my favorite part, SPD. I know that you you always enjoy when the when a match feels real, like when, when it's purposeful, right? Like, you could see those – you don't see those awkward pauses, like you're waiting for a move to happen and things like that. And this match delivered that. It definitely did. You know, it, it – ex- like I said earlier, it definitely, um, it blew me, it, it blew out my expectations for sure. You know, I had a feeling this could have been a show stealer and it definitely was, you know, I was a little surprised by the ending, um, just because of all the, the trash talking that FTR was doing. Um, but once again, jungle boy coming out on top, it is a great way to, uh, build up jungle Jurassic express and jungle boy. Mm-hmm. But when you get into the post-match antics, that's the you forget about I forgot That's about Jungle Boy winning, and then exactly. this just solidified how much of a, a heel and how much of a threat that 
uh, FTR is. I mean, when you have the the pile driver by Tully off the top rope. That was awesome. That was that was great. And then the ultimate coming off the horns. Thing. I mean, you get the the dinosaurs dehorned. I mean, you know that is the ultimate slap in the face for mm-hmm. for someone. I mean, we talked about it with Britt Baker washing the paint off Thunder Rosa's face, which she said on our interview, or a Lucha brother or Lucha, you know, getting Getting his mask taken pulled off. This is as bad as it gets for someone like Luchasaurus. And, you know, I'm always a huge, I've been a huge fan of Luchasaurus for a long time. I think his in-ring work is awesome. I mean, the guy can kick, he can flip, he can power bomb, he can do it all. Um, And he's over 10 million years old. So, I mean, he's in great shape for his age. That's fantastic. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing about FTR again, I'm going to pull it back to my guys. Um, You know, yeah, Dax tapped out clean, but yeah. he he didn't lose an ounce of heat. Right, I forgot a, all about a, it. Immediately after that match, he was they he and Cash and Tully were able to establish just how despicable they are. You know, I mean, like it just not only does it make us hate them that much more, and and Oof. look at and look at what despicable heels they are, but it makes us want to root for a Jurassic Express Express that much more. It's it does. Just, it talk. I mean, again, it's it goes back to the manipulation of the feelings and the emotions of the fans, and and being able to do that in a in a ring, through your in ring storytelling. That's one of the things I love the most about my my like my the, my favorite wrestlers all are able to do those things. Right. And FTR does it better than anybody, man. This is without a doubt an elite from me. This honestly, I saw people talking about. SPD, this might be blasphemy to you. I know that you were there live. You got to see Ray Phoenix versus Kenny Omega. Um, but there, I, I saw people talking about this being a potential like match of the year for AEW already com- competing, wow. with, competing with uh, Kenny and, and Ray Phoenix. And obviously, yes, it does not have the, the stakes that that match had. Um, it, it wasn't a world title match. It wasn't a main event, those types of things. Absolutely understand that. But if we're right. removing those circumstances and you look at the way these two went at each other, Jungle Boy was, I think, established that much more as like, I mean, he shut Dax up. You talked about it. Dax and FTR were talking a lot of smack. Um, I don't know, man. I, I can, I can, go, I'm going to go back and watch this one again. It was that yeah. good. Um, really, I mean, when you talk about a blend of, you, you mentioned athletic, I mean, you, the power bomb off like this, like basically the springboard power bomb almost like um, you have, technical moves the the bodying that that Dax put throughout this man he was like you could tell he was talking trash throughout this match he was trying to make it personal and at the end of this one this feud feels very personal now I mean I'm very excited about where this is going to go um yeah and it was I loved you're talking about moves that you know Jungle Boy started doing the suplex city man that was cool that he was doing the hold on suplexes so that was just showing how his strength in in all this and this was Bonds' biggest moment as well for it for the whole show so he's a very smart man so let's listen to Bonds' biggest moment right now hey everybody Bonds here with my biggest moment of the week and what a good performance from Jungle Boy tonight he earned my biggest moment for that clean win over Dax Harwood. And and while afterwards they Jurassic Express was attacked and belittled by FTR, I think that this was a huge moment for Jungle Boy as a singles competitor. It, it showed that he's able to do it against stiff competition because Dax Harwood is a grizzled veteran 
who a lot of people respect in this business. And I think having Jungle Boy win against Dax is a pretty big indicator that AEW thinks this kid is a star. And I think that's very important that they're able to build somebody like him and it's working and it's over and it's it's great. And it was such a good match tonight. That was just on top, top peak performance from both guys. Dax, hats off to you as well. Um, just a great match in general. And I want your guys' thoughts on this because I, I think this was clearly the, the, the best, most consistent match of the night. And I think both these guys deserve credit. Ron said it very well, SPD. I mean, um, I'm not going to get tired of hearing other people praise my favorite my favorite people in the company. FTR is amazing. Um, I, I will say that this did very much feel like the coronation of Jungle Boy in a lot of ways. I think Dax really put in the work. And I mean, obviously, credit to Jungle yeah. Boy. That kid, that kid is phenomenal in the ring. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I agree with you. I want to rewatch this match and again because there's a lot of things you could have missed and more in-depth storytelling that we that we can see about. But we talked about um, FTR being, you know, a tag team, and we saw them in singles matches today. Here at Dynamite Download, we are doing a mock number one contender tag team tournament, and we're going to announce the finals now. So advancing to the finals, we have FTR beating luchasaurus and jungle boy as a tag team combination advancing to the finals and we have a i would call an upset of private party coming out on top against the lucha brothers which to me is my top tag team so we will announce on this friday night flights and fights the winner of our mock number one contender tag team tournament it'll be ftr versus a white hot red hot team and private party and so this could this could go either way. I mean, both, yeah, and, both and guys an, are riding a big wave right now. And it's a, another example, right, of like you got such a great clash of like you have these veterans who have been through the world and really pride themselves on a grinded out beat em up style versus these young kids who really like haven't even like touch the tip of the iceberg for their potential yeah. in their career who have made a name for themselves off of high flying acrobatics. It's just one of those like total, just like hitting each other with totally different philosophies and, and experiences and everything that match would be incredible. What a finals that would be. You get the number one contenders for impact championships uh, potentially could be the number one contenders for the impact and AEW championships. Yeah. Can you imagine that? That would be unbelievable. Um, certainly exciting. Um, tag team wrestling is what makes AEW so incredibly special. And I like more than anything that AEW does not shy away from groups. They right. do not. We, we talk about this at length. Friendship based wrestling is a good thing, right? Allowing these people to live and breathe and have relationships and, and like, that's a reflection of real life. Um, and so it's really cool to see teams and different factions forming. And right now there is no bigger faction than team Taz, even as inner circle fans and things like that, there is no faction in AEW who is commanding your, your attention, your respect, quite like team Taz. I mean, you see Willie Hobbs and, the, and those guys just tossing people around, just having a blast, throwing people into guardrails into trucks. It was unbelievable. There was so much that happened in such a short amount of time with this. It was 
amazing. You know, they went on an absolute tear. I loved how they just <laughs> see all this Sting and Darby merch over there, and they're like, "Oh no, we're Took not it personally big goalies." <laughs> yeah. I mean, Cage, if you can kind of see this, he threw someone halfway up the side of that truck. <laughs> Ricky Starks throws someone through a table. Willie Hobbs throws someone over a guardrail. Hook. Uh, Hook gets involved. And then, of course, you get Taz just kind of leading the charge like the godfather role that we want to see Jericho do. And, you know, he's just going to say that they're going to beat your ass, you know, yep. in the street fight. So, man. Seeing Cage just yeah. seeing Cage rip the T-shirt in half. Yeah, that and was like, great. I, I just I, – and, like, Willie Hobbs, it's nice to see him getting in physical involved on this because mm-hmm. he – I mean, dude, when you watch him on Dark – you just see what this kid is capable of. I mean, he is. Oh just, yeah, he tore it up last night on. Oh my sure. gosh! So I mean, being like for him, just whipping people around like he did. It was nice seeing him get physical. Um, I I think that Team Taz is is always a blast. They're a bunch of jerks. Um, but I can't. I I'm excited to see where this one goes, man. Like, that's a street fight. Do you have Team Taz lose? Um, they, I mean, I keep obviously going back and forth with this. They're one. such a hot team, but. They have historically not. I mean, like Cage came up short against Darby. I mean, I do you do you have them lose again? You can't. I don't think you bring Sting in just to lose. So, if it wasn't involving Sting, I think Team Taz would be coming out on top. But you don't bring someone as the nostalgic. Icon. He's the icon as Sting to lose. So that's fair. They're not ready for that kind of dethroning of the icon. Um, that being said, I don't think they're going to be losing any steam. I don't think they're going to come out looking weak, just as Brian Cage did not come out looking weak or losing any momentum. So you know, he was again, our top man. performer, you know, that uh, New Year's Smash Night 2. He was an absolute beast. Um, but I know this this one that we've been really looking forward to, Britt Baker was in ring action against uh, Shayna and um, really prepping up, up for next week's head-to-head feud that we have long awaited for against Thunder Rosa. Yeah, and in in typical Britt Baker fashion, she always finds a way to just talk enough trash that every match or segment she's in is exciting. You know, on social, she was talking about how if if Shanna beats her, she'll buy Shanna new gear. Um, Shanna needs new gear. (laughs) Just Britt has a way of just making everybody – it's just she's hilarious. She's such a great follow on social media. Just quite quite a blast. And 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 you could see she's really – living and like she's embracing this dmd persona on a whole nother mm-hmm. level man like she's she is quite she's just a star every time she steps on the, uh, out there I, I said it tonight though um you know Britt gets a lot of credit for what she could what her her ability to talk she definitely talks a lot of trash um but i think that people are starting to come around to what an in-ring performer Britt Baker is. This was a good yeah. example of that. And I can't wait for beach break. I think that Thunder Rosa is the perfect opponent to really showcase what Britt Baker is made of. Yeah. It, it's going to be on an outstanding clash. And we've been preaching it. We're going to say it every time we can, you know, we were hoping this was going to be the main event, which was deservedly. So for these two performers with Thunder and Britt, but when they get announced that new main event, we understand why it's not, but you look at the card and right now there's only three matches and those are three humongous matches. You got the tag yeah. team battle Royal, you have thunder and Brit and they got a big six man tag. There's yep. nothing more announced other than the Miro or the Kip wedding. So this is 
huge. All eyes are going to be on that match and rightfully so. And so just, just this match first before, you know, Thunder came in and, yeah, yeah. and beat us, you know, or came in and scared Britt Baker and uh, Rebel away. And um, it was a good match. It was very, it was well-paced. And the only gripe I have again is the stupid picture in picture, man. I just can't stand the picture in picture. They always mm-hmm. do that to the women's matches. You know, I feel like it's a consistent thing. Um, it, but it's a, I like the finish and we got to see both these performers on dark last night and both of them had really good outings and, uh, Shanna surprised me with her match, um, and her intensity. And I think she had a better match last night on dark than she faced against Brit. And so, um, it was a, a worthy competitor that her put that Brit put down. And I think 13 year veteran, they, yeah. they talked about that tonight and, and, and you Brit could tell found... she was comfortable in the ring. Like, yes. Yeah. And this match for me, this whole, I'm judging this as an overall segment. It's an elite segment for me. You know, you had to be, we were, you know, kind of on the edge of our seat waiting for something to happen, waiting for, for thunder to show up, you know, waiting for the lightning and thunder to strike. And it sure enough did. I was hoping for more of a beat down and some kind of that, but in true heel fashion, they ran off, they ran off and then kind of did a nana na boo boo. And, you know, from a distance kind of rub it in their face. So <laughs> Um, the segment overall is an elite. Um, I love just the way that uh, kind of Jericho did looking for the camera for the finish eyes into the camera Brit had and yep. then boom hits the finish in for yep. the tap out and then after the match again looking for the camera calling looking for those spots that just makes it so much more powerful. Yep. And, and I'm glad you mentioned that because those are the little nuances those little things about a performer that might not get highlighted and might not get the credit that, that, that it should, but that shows like when you're always on and you know, you, you know how to play to the crowd. That's another level of, of performance. That's another mm-hmm. level of being comfortable, being confident, being always prepared. You can tell that Brit is incredibly into, obviously she's a dentist, but she's incredibly intelligent as a wrestler. And, and right. that's what I love about her, her offense, her skill set. Tonight's match, you know, yeah, it was it was mostly one sided as it should be, at, right. per, allowing Britt to get that work in and, and really showcase that tenacity, that aggression that Tony Schiavone talked about. Her, her best friend talked about at length at commentary that, like, you know, Britt has very few rivals when it comes to like her level of nastiness that she brings to a match. Like, she you could tell like she enjoys like. She enjoys humiliating her opponent. She enjoys rubbing it in and, and, and that has that nasty edge that she brings. And you yep. wouldn't guess that from, you know, when you look at like, obviously intelligent, beautiful, well-spoken woman, like knows, carries herself like a star. But when she gets in the ring, it's like a flip switch. And she's just like, got this anger. Got and She yeah. has this, I don't know if it's like, she wants to prove the world wrong. I don't know what it is, man, but like she's, she adds a little extra oomph to a lot of moves. And, and, and I really enjoy seeing Brit continue to flourish in that way. I, I really hope that, uh, again, this match itself, it gets an elite because it was meant to establish Brit as the in-ring, do- like her dominance in-ring before she meets Thunder at Beach yeah. Break. And it did that in spades, right? But I really do believe, and this is why we've been beating the table for it so much over the last few months, 
Thunder Rosa as, is such a natural baby face. Um, you know, having her go against Britt Baker, Thunder, we talked about this in our, in our interview with her. She's got that MMA background and, and she brings that tenacity, that focus, that, that mm-hmm. fire to the ring. And you compare, you put that in the ring with Britt. I really think that both of these women are going to come out looking incredible after that match. I cannot wait as a fan of both of them. Um, I think this is going to take their, their careers to another level. It's going to catapult them to a whole nother level. I completely agree, man. We, we've been preaching it for a long time. It's going to be an outstanding match. And one more thing, I just, you know, as soon as I heard Thunder's song, I was thinking like, yep, I'd be running for the hills too. Because, you know, she's coming at 100 coming. miles per hour I'm for you. I'm coming for you, yeah. Britt. You know? <laughs> I know. So I, I don't blame her for running away, Britt Baker, after hearing that theme song, because I would be too. I, she's someone that is, uh, she's coming at you full speed. She's a scary person, man. And no with doubt. the intensity. No uh, doubt. <laughs> Well, let, let's transition to the, to the next moment here, because we were talking about superstar, like taking their career to another level with Britain yeah. Thunder. And when I look at what's going on, the seeds that are being planted and the way this inner circle storyline is starting to play out, it's very clear. Even though we love Wardlow and we picked him as our, one of our breakout stars of 2021, yeah. it the tea leaves are starting to show Sammy G is primed to explode in 2021. I mean, yeah. this, this segment alone was such a highlight. Um, it's rare where you're in a, in a, you're in a, a promo battle with MJF and you more than hold your own. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. And, and, you know, it's a, he was our top performer of the, of dynamite last week for a reason, yep. you know, with the overall show with his, his promo work and his in-ring work. And tonight, man, he really had a powerful segment with what he had to say. And he's going to be very easy to root for coming very soon. You know, him and whenever that comes as Sammy versus MJF, it's going to be an outstanding battle. And I'm calling it now that Sammy is going to beat MJF. I like it. I like the prediction. It's going to be a huge notch on MJF's record. And so two young stars that are the core of AEW going to go head to head. That is going to be must see TV. Um, And Sammy is definitely, like you said, holding his own, you know, with the promo work. And that is tough, tough to do against someone like MJF. And it's going to be outstanding feud. And and not only hold your own on the mic, but it's, it's clear that he's being presented as an intellectual equal as MJF and, and MJF throughout his career, you can say whatever you want. He has consistently proven to be, be able to outsmart people on the regular, right? Like it's oh, yeah. easy for him. Like we, I've, I've talked about it. Like it feels like one of those old school, like everybody else is playing checkers and MJF is playing chess. Yeah. And that, that dude is always scheming. He's always plotting, always, always one or two steps ahead. Um, but, but Sammy has really, he's never, he's never been duped all along, man. Like he's, he's always seen MJF's inner, in her character was there. And I think that portraying MJF as like an intelligent baby face is a good thing. A lot of, a lot of times baby faces are kind of like the plucky underdogs who kind of, they get into situations that are five on one and things like that. Sammy is presented as an intelligent. Um, He's presented as more than willing to, to take on and challenge Jericho in the past. He's already stood up to Jericho at times standing up to MJF, standing on yeah. his own two feet, being his own man. Um, 
I think that they're planting some serious baby face vibes with, with Sammy. And when they finally do get to that MJF Sammy match that we're all waiting for, um, it's going to be mind blowing. That said, again, I know that MJF thinks that we're the drizzling shits. Um, but when we talk about that, think about it, man. Like we've, how many conversations have we had where it's like, man, when Wardlow turns on MJF, like he's going to be primed for a huge baby face. Run. Yeah. Oh, when Sammy fights MJF, he's going to be primed for a huge baby face run. Like let's give MJF his due. Give the devil his due. He is so good at being bad that you can naturally pair pretty much anybody against him and you're going to root for him because you just want to see MJF get punched in the face. You do, so, like Griff Garrison wanted to do, and he did. I mean, MJF is a drizzling shit. No one wants to be a part of that or no one wants to have that. And so it's easy to root for the opposite of that. So, yes, yes when Sammy... Uh, you know, turns baby, hopefully, and Wardlow as well. I mean, those are yeah, I mean, anyone Wardlow, against him, it's easy to. Yeah, with Wardlow, he talks about he's the worst employee that I've ever had. I docked his pay. You know, it's just like MJF is so, so easily a douche. It's just, he's just such a jerk and he's so easy to root against. He's really good at what he does. That's all I'm going to say. Um, moving on to, to people who are very good at what they do, you're talking about tag team champs of two companies being in the same group, potentially the bullet club. I don't know how that's working out right now. Certainly a weird vibe going around the bullet club with, you know, Don Callis trying to push the, the young bucks away and Kenny right. being mad at them. And now this, like, it was definitely an interesting uh, segment, um, but you get to see the tag team champions of impact and AW on the same crew and although we're big dark, you know, this is still January. So this is still join dark order January. Throw it up. I will. It is. And it's still time to recruit. And we are definitely uh, recruiting in still full mode. So we still got the rest of the week. So to, to recruit for more people to join dark order, um, you know, I'll dive right into this. You know, what I really liked about this was that, um, I mean, yeah, there's some very heavy turmoil going on with the Young Bucks and Don and Kenny. So there, there's a lot of stuff going on um, with that. And I really like how they did this again, where they do straight to promo, straight to entrance. I think that's kind of a cool, uh, you know, behind the curtain type of thing, how uh, they did that. But, you know, I don't know if you caught it, but you had Young Bucks coming out the Babyface tunnel and the Good Brothers coming out the heel tunnel. And so there was a little bit of that. And um, what I thought was also great that the announcers were pointing out how that the Dark Order is essentially the home team for AEW. And they talked about a year ago from now how they would have never thought this. You know, they were not thinking of this. You know, the growth of the Dark Order is one that has been, you know, all Brody Lee aside and everything. Unfortunately, what happened that, you know, they are growing naturally, organically as individuals, as tag teams, as a group. I mean, you look at, at these eight individuals right here, um, they were outstanding. The chemistry with them, you could see the chemistry with all four of these guys in the ring, you know, whether it be obviously John Silver and Alex Reynolds being the recruitment special team and Uno and Stu being a team, but those, they kept flip-flopping with awesome tandem moves. And yeah. it was a lot of fun to watch. This match was um had had it all it was so high paced it was sometimes hard to follow mm -hmm. and everything about it was great i loved it and it was a perfect way to close out the show well you know we talked about this too spd you, you mentioned 
the Dark Order being the home team and how unexpected that is. I mean, we we were planning to join Dark Order January here at Dynamite Download yeah. before, before the unfortunate and untimely passing of Brody. And, and so much of that was because we truly believe that the Dark Order, I mean, I'll say it myself, um, I am a perfect example of, of someone that did a complete 180 on that group. And, and the main reason why is because of the work that those guys put in, mm-hmm. um, the, like the BTE stuff that they did, um, it needs to be recognized. I mean, though, like the character work that they've done, John Silver is now uh, to me, one of the undeniable superstars of, of AEW. I mean, like, and you think about how, far that group has come from being like this weird cult like of losers right like to now being these main eventers main eventers they're i mean they're hilarious they're not they're no longer like these bad guys that you're rooting against they're actually quite the opposite they're they're this this group of like people that you want to hang out with i mean for sure we've seen the personalities you know, 10 is so active on social and he really basically gives everybody an interview uh, once a week, at least with his Q and A's, you know, there's, there's so much to like about this team outside of the ring. And then when you see them get in the ring, SPD, you know, I'll let you jump in on this, but you've talked about it. The, The dark order has three real tag teams that you're very impressed by. I am. And the chemistry that the tech that the recruitment specialists show is is one thing but like you're you've told me many times how impressed you are with evil uno and Stu grayson as a tandem i definitely am and you know that says a lot because the young bucks to me can never put on a bad match and i i'm very very high on the young bucks and they're the champs for the reason that being said you know anytime i see evil uno and Stu grayson I mean, they were at the top of the tag team ranks for a reason, and they're very underrated, underappreciated. Their chemistry and in-ring work. I mean, you just saw Stu tonight bouncing off the ropes, and he was like bouncing springboard, bouncing, bouncing, and then he does this humongous frog splash, and the power that he has, he's a strong guy. And Evil Uno, you know, doesn't necessarily fit a typical wrestler build, but the stuff he can do and the tandem work and stuff was very impressive. Yep. And of course, my boy John Silver, who I absolutely love, um, put on a, a star performance, in my opinion, just not backing down from big back calling him out i know big gallows and then um he went on an absolute tear you know he he hit all four guys he did the cannonball it was a bullet club obstacle course that's what the announcers are saying for it it was non-stop <laughs> action with that and johnny was hungry and everyone and he was you know trying to get fed all match and this was a, a very well-paced match it was you know all over the place as expected with a young buck style of action you know, eight, eight guys in a ring is a lot to handle. It was never slow. It was always, it was well-paced. It was a great finish um, and a lot of great false finishes. That three-way power bomb on the apron was brutal. Mm-hmm. And, oh, man, and then the four-way super kick just to end it was just, oh, man, that of the match for sure. Elite for me, you know, this <clears throat> um, Dynamite I was really looking forward to overall. And so, you know, Sometimes I'm a little bit harder critic on certain things, but it was an elite across the board. You for a loved show. this show. You so loved I did show. love this show. Yeah, that's I awesome, mean, how man. could you not when you start with the Murder Hawk Monster and Eddie Kingston what and a, you what end with the Dark Order and Young Bucks? And so, yep. I mean, it's an it's no. elite sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, SPD, I, I got to say, brother, um, 
you and I have talked about before this week's episode how <clears throat> on BTE the the Good Brothers, yeah, and and how easy they are to dislike. Um, there's such a di- there's such a great contrast to the Dark Order, who are the, these yeah. like love- these lovable, funny, good guys. The Good Brothers quite enjoy being like detestable jerks like they love they love just beating people up they're very like kind of like old school in that regard um it was a it's a great natural pairing of those of like different dichotomies of life in that regard like just i I liked it i I thought that um this is not as unanimous this this one's not as emphatic of an elite for me um only because I'm still coming around to the Good Brothers a little bit. Um, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I've seen their work long before AW and Impact. I've seen it. I know what they can do. I know what they're capable of. Um, everybody's got their own cup of tea when it comes to tag teams and, mm-hmm. or, or wrestlers in general, right? Um, where you're allowed to have your opinion and, and not everybody's going to be your favorite. Um, no. The Good Brothers are... I'm still trying to figure out where they fit into all this. Um, and I was thrown off as a fan who's invested very much into it. I was thrown off a little bit as to like the young bucks and the good brothers, just all of a sudden getting along and yeah, I thought there'd be more tension. Right. And maybe like an accidental super kick or something like that. Exactly. I was, I was actually expecting that. I know that they're that you got a team of two tag teams champions on one side I could have seen a potential upset, a feel good moment at the end, like because of the dissension, yeah, right? Like I was, I was almost expecting like a super kick kind of like, and then you plant that seed of them fighting the good brother, all that stuff. Right. So yeah. as a fan, who's really much invested, I was a little conflicted on that. Cause th- there was no, there was really no moment during this match where you felt like, man, these guys might come to th- these two teams might come to blows with each other. Um, after what we saw last week with the young bucks kind of being bodied out of Kenny Omega's inner circle, I was expecting a little bit more out of that. So that's my one criticism of the match. I was from a storyline perspective and somebody who loves psychology in a Mm -hmm. a match. It didn't, it didn't really fit that for me as much as I was hoping for at the, but that said, if I'm looking at the overall experience, just like, the fun that we got to see in the ring, man. Like, I don't know how you could ask for more action than that. I mean, you like, really just, can't. It was just every minute you see, every moment you're seeing somebody getting knocked to the outside. You're, you're just constant back and forth. Yeah. Um. And and again, the Dark Order shows an ability to do tandem offense. Like that is just you, awesome to watch. It's fun yeah. to see them in action. Um. At the end of this, <laughs> at the end of this match, uh. I'll give an elite, um, but you know I'm a little giving us suspense there. A little soft elite from from crazy. Oh wait, man, with with Johnny being so hungry, that's an elite for me alone. I I love I love the Dark Order. I've I've come around full circle, like full full circle on them. Like I'm a big fan of them now. But um, but what I want to say is like you know it kind of was interesting how Young Bucks are going to be in their own battle royal for the number one contenders, and they laid that groundwork. I don't feel like they would lay that groundwork if they weren't going to win and pick their, mm. their opponents. So that just tells me maybe they're going to pick the good brothers to face at revolution, you know, kind of uh, 
who's at the top top of the top you know so if they do so if they do go that way where the young bucks do win the battle royal and they pick their partners i think they'll they'll pick the the either the good brothers to kind of further this or if they want to really lean into the heel they'll pick like a squash match just for maybe fun joey janela and sunny kiss yeah i don't know what you they're know, gonna do maybe. so something like but, that but um, um yeah the, the post-match stuff yeah was amazing you know, I loved it. You know, when Ray Phoenix came out, I think he got about 50 feet in the air off the <laughs> ropes and then the double kick. Oh, it was so great. My favorite moment of the post-match was the paradigm shift to oh, Kenny Omega, dude. The like, cell. He was the cell. Yes. I know that I'm not the only one who is like, that's the best cell of a paradigm shift I've ever seen. Dude, <laughs> Kenny was like like literally straight, I like know. vertical. And then he looked dead after like after he took it, he was just like it was done. Um, that was phenomenal. Um post-match certainly gets us hyped for beach break. Um, you know, I, I think that that stipulation is interesting. Um, and like you said, it plants a seed for do the young bucks win? Do they do they come out on top of this battle royal? Right. Um, I'm personally hoping no. I would love to see right a, a, a new a team, different, a different team come out. But obviously, this war of impact versus AEW that we're seeing, and obviously the dissension in in the the Bullet Club, um, it's naturally a, a great story if they end up going that route. The 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 best of the best going against yeah. each other. It would be very it would be a very fascinating matchup. Um, we're talking about the best of the best who was the best of the best tonight on a, on a all, all elite, all AEW dynamite for USPD. Who is that's a mouthful for sure. Yeah. Yeah. My top performer of the night is none other than the murder Hawk monster, Lance Archer. And it is not surprising at all. I'm sure for anybody because he put on quite the killer performance and it was, you know, no pun intended there. Uh, It's strange that, not strange, but it just shows a testament to the storytelling that both guys who got technically a loss are our top performers. Weird. No, Lance Archer is someone that we love to root for. He is just going on a tear. He is on a mission. His power and his agility is is so fun to watch. And so after he put on that performance to start the show, it was a top, you know, I had that in my mind. It was, it was a tough one to overcome as a solo performance of the night. Yeah, and like we've been advocates for Lance from day one here at Dynamite Download, but even you and I can say he's hitting another gear, another level of, yeah. of uh, that we haven't seen out of him. Um, he's really pushing himself to a whole new uh, peak that we've never seen. I, I'm really impressed with Lance Archer, and I, I'm sh- I'm not surprised that he was your pick. That match was hard hitting. It's definitely an SPD style match. Chops galore, um, power moves net left and yep. right. It felt like a fight, as Eddie Kingston promised. Right. Um, and yours, your top performer shouldn't be a surprise, and my top performer shouldn't <laughs> be a surprise. Um, I've been waiting to bust out my FTR shirt on this show for a while now. Um, I I will say again, Jungle Boy. I know that the way this match was planned in Dax's mind, especially after talking to Griff Garrison, um, this was this was Dax's goal to make Jungle Boy look like a million bucks, and he did that. Jungle Boy yeah. came out looking phenomenal in this, but to me, man, Dax is – you talked about it. We've seen Jungle Jack Perry in singles competition quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but for AW fans to see Dax in this kind of showcase – 
as a singles performer, I felt like he, I think that he really impressed a lot of people tonight. And even as a diehard FTR fan, it's right. so, di- it's so different pacing a match, planning a match, wrestling a match where you're going solo the whole time versus, versus a tag match. Right. So I got to give that guy so much credit for, for his smarts, his psychology, his ability to plan and work through that match, dude, and, and play such a great foil to, to jungle boy. He was such a great, he played that, like, you, you, you think you're ready, boy. He kept, he kept, you think you're ready for me, boy. He kept leaning into that. Uh, great character work by Dax tonight. They got their heat back after that match. I feel like, like you, you Did and I talked ever. about earlier on, um, he, you know, although he lost and tapped out clean to jungle boy um, at the end of the, at the end of the night, it's we're, we're remembering you're talking about FCR. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Right. Exactly. So right. it was a win-win for sure. Yeah. Amen. And speaking of win-win, I think we're all going to win next week at Beach Break what with this stacked card. I mean, yeah, there's not a lot announced overall, but it's a lot of effective and humongous matches and stipulations. You know, if this was just the whole card, I'm going to be very happy. But we know AEW, they're not just going to give you just this. They're going to load in another five or six segments as much as they can. <laughs> and they yeah. literally use every second of showtime that they have. Um, so, I mean, we got the Penelope Ford and Kip Saving Wedding. This is, you know, all coming ahead where it's since Miro debuted as the best man. So finally, we're getting a wedding where Miro is going to be the best man. Where it goes from here, we'll find out. Yeah, and, and honestly, one of the reasons why I'd be so okay if this just was the the, the card for next week is that right. it means that we're going to give Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker plenty of time those right. girls those girls should get a 15 to 20 minute showcase there's no doubt that 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 match should go um and that should be featured so we finally get to see the culmination of the hottest feud in AEW, the feud that we've been t- chatting about every single week cannot wait for thunder rosa versus Britt baker the tag team battle royal you know i took a photo of it because i wanted to look back on it and some of the teams that are going to be involved so i don't know if you saw it um it's not a good photo so i'm not going to put it up but you have top flight you have private party jurassic express acclaimed ftr young bucks you have the whole inner circle minus wardlow back in an action again so are we going to see some inner circle turmoil again and then you have evil uno and Stu grayson like we were talking about so you have quite the star power in that battle royal Anything can happen. Any team could really pull out an upset. I think we're going to see some inner circle turmoil stuff going on there. Um, but my favorites, uh, I mean, we'll find out. Two of the teams that are in our number one contender battle royal that we made up are in there. So you got FTR and private party. So uh, we're going to announce the winner of that might be the winner of that battle royal. So tune in. Well, to night for I that. like, I like, I like that. I like that. I have a feeling that our two teams are definitely going to be um, well represented in that battle Royal. They're, they're yeah. definitely trending in the right direction. Um, I did not catch that FTR was in that battle Royal yeah. though. And I was thinking maybe one of those matches they would sneak in here would be cash versus jungle boy, because there's certainly a lot of people who are clamoring for more yeah. FTR versus Jurassic express. But um the the six man tag oh, is going to be next level when it comes to I know you love yourself some Kenny Omega I know it just do I ever get out the broom <laughs> um I know you love yourself some Kenny Omega Kenny and the Good Brothers are going to be going up against John Moxley who we know cannot wait to get his hands on Kenny um 
you got Phoenix in there who uh, is, as you mentioned, after, after at the end of tonight's show, really showed out. I have, I know so many people just every time that that dude gets on the screen, man, he's just, his athleticism is ridiculous. Um, and then you got, you got, you got Pac, who I can, I think is every bit the equal of Kenny Omega. Pac is the man. That dude is a beast. Um, he can do things that nobody else can. So I, I want to ask you, we're going to, we're going to end the show, but before we do, who do you have your money on in this match? Who's your favorite? I you, think you in Vegas betting odds, basically. I think the way it's going to go is Moxley is going to pin Anderson. Okay. What about you? I think that Phoenix is going to eat the pin. I think Again, that I who's going to on Kenny? Yeah, I think that Kenny. Um, I think Kenny and the Good Brothers are going to win that one, uh, unless some sort of shenanigans come in there. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, I think it's it's going to be hard to derail the momentum that Kenny and the Good Brothers have right now. Anything that involves Kenny and Don, it's going to be a swerve. There's going to be something we don't expect. And so um, cannot it's going to be wait a lot for next fun. week. Oh, I my can't, gosh. I can't wait. I know that AW fans are chomping at the bit. Beach Break is like a pay-per-view. We're going to get it, it really live is. on Wednesday for free, guys. And you think about the month of January. We already had – we had New Year's Smash. We had two weeks of what felt like pay-per-views. And then going into February, AEW is giving us another starting out the month with just like this killer uh, card. Um, yeah. I cannot wait to talk to all of our fans out there. AEW fans are so passionate, so amazing. Um, yep. Please engage, you know, guys, girls, share our stuff. If, you, if you're into it, what we're talking about here, share uh share our content share share that youtube link with with your friends and, and family um make sure you get on there you subscribe to youtube we are breaking all sorts of new stuff guys and girls we are going to have some interviews coming your way very very soon some you more do not want to miss cannot wait to share those with you uh make sure you're you're following us on twitter on aw dynamite dl you're going to be interacting with us on there spd I say it every single week, brother. You kill it on Instagram. Our Thank Instagram you. page is beautiful. If you go on Instagram, just go to our go to the Dynamite Download and just start scrolling. SPD puts a lot of thought in those visuals. You do a beautiful yeah. job, brother. Um, really love that Instagram page. And then you can listen to this podcast either on YouTube or on Spotify. So that's right. If you're in the car, you're at the gym, throw it up on Spotify. Hit it up, man. So thank you guys and girls for joining us this week. You know that the team here at Dynamite Download is geeked for next week, everybody. Oh, yeah. So you, you cannot miss next week's show. Until then, we will talk to you on Twitter.